and welcome, I'm Jo. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Door! We did that in time. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. Then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show. Where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then there's our quick quiz where Joe's hosting her own version of Mastermind and Ooh. I'm not a mastermind. <laughs> and later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our spotlight interview with Tam Dowsey. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. We're back, Roddy. Big finish, jazz hands. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a step too far, mate. That's a <laughs> Calm step too down. Far. Um, obviously, last week we had a, a problem in the yeah. studio with um, having to close down and play one of our previous shows. Yes, yeah, so if you tuned in and thought you were having deja vu or in your own version of Groundhog Day, don't panic. Do not adjust your sets. You're uh, not you're going quite mad. right. Well <laughs> spotted. But yes, we are back. We are COVID clear, Woo! clean, dusty and tidy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're back. Uh, I've had a very smooth travel here. Having Why? done my speed awareness course, oh, I Roddy. left earlier. I drove slower and as a result, I don't have any stress. So I feel very calm, oh. very zen. And do you sort of play, sometimes when I need that, I play mm. classical music on the radio just to really, or... Uh, that's or a good idea. acoustic guitar No, I played some really loud musical theatre and shouted along to it. Did yeah. you? Yeah, Speaking of you shouting along, um, you've been giving me some vocal tips yeah. for my forthcoming audition. Thank Which you very is much. very exciting. Yeah, and uh, I've been singing. Um, good. Quite embarrassingly. Has it been outside. helping? It has, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joe's given me some tips about working the little bit of the song that I'm struggling with lower and then slowly building up to it, which is really clever. Yeah, and a, different yeah, keys. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then just sort of stepping up like steps, mm. like um, staircase. Uh, and you've got an adult singing course on the way, have you? I do. There's, I mean, singing for adults is so important, but... I thought it'd be a really good idea when the kids um, at Jam Theatre have got their stuff in the holidays, why don't I, in the evenings, do an intense vocal workshop? Great idea. There'll be yeah. loads of adults up for that. Yeah, so it's going to be really exciting and it's just five nights and there's going to be a little informal performance at the end. Um, Great. Only class of 10. It's not very big, but if anybody's interested, head to jamtheatre.co.uk. Love to have anybody who's just up for singing. And great. Will there be wine at that little informal performance uh, at the end? I think you could be correct there. Great. Lovely. See you there. Da, 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 name that show. And do I dream again for no And if you can sing the next lyric, then you can name that show. <laughs> What do you think of that? I, I mean, love it. It's yeah. so old school. but uh, yeah. So what should people do if they want to name that so show? So that is Name That Show. Where that's the first clip. You're going to get two more later on in the show. Um, but if you think you know what musical that comes from, uh, please email joe at river.radio or even roddy at river.radio yeah, well, so that he it. feels like it's someone's included. talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just and a spare let part us, on Let us know what you think. Yeah. Do you want to listen to it again? I think so. There it is. Don't you dare. <laughs> so tempting. <laughs> I know you are. I can see your face. Oh, uh, yes. Don't. <laughs> Don't. No clues. No clues. No clues. Right, that's the show. Here's us. Mm. 
bit when we delve through mm. our psyche, our CVs, work out a little bit about each other. Yeah. And uh, I thought we'd start off talking about stage kissing. Okay. <laughs> oh dear, what's uh, on your mind well, today? There are, well, no, you did a presentation <laughs> with did. some of the students where they had to stage kiss. Yeah. Um, and it was very, it reminded me a lot of the various different times when you've had, you have to find ways around it. And it's, um, mm. I've met some brilliant directors who have, who approach it in different ways. And we've got a much better in the last few years at having the open, frank conversations yeah. so that people feel comfortable. Yeah. So uh, the best way I've encountered it okay. is a director going, um, let's not do it this time. Let's just mark it the first time. So you just, you go to do it. And then the second time going, well, if you feel comfortable, maybe just peck on the lips. And then you build up. And by then, usually, you know, you're coming to the scene the third time. You're probably in week two, three of rehearsal. You mm. know each other. You've had a giggle in the pub and you're like, should we just do this and get it over with? It is unsurprisingly very eggy the first time yes. just like it is in real life and Absolutely. then you get over it a little bit and you're like oh okay oh no fine and then also just to reassure anyone who's got a partner who's a performer you do also have a bit of your brain that is very aware that this is your job like Absolutely. you're acting this still you don't yeah. suddenly drop the oh. facade and you're yeah just being <sighs> the actor making it with anyone they can find on stage yeah no I mean obviously with our students every single year that we have you know the graduating students they struggle sometimes yeah, um with it's it embarrassing yeah and uh you know whether it's you know girls kissing boys 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 girls girls whatever and of course we had that in the show yeah uh called stage kiss by uh sarah raw um but i thought that was really fun and i thought the kids are really brave and yeah. um they went for it they've yeah. got a few little techniques because there's an old classic where you the hand, hold the other yeah. person's face That's, and then you kiss your thumb yeah, that's what I started having them do. I can just picture people two girls, in the yeah. middle of preparing, you know, their slow-cooked carrots for this evening, going, hang on, what, so you, you suck your thumb? But yeah, if you, if you picture yeah. you're holding the other person's face, yeah. you can cheat it so that you're actually um, making yeah. out with your own thumb. Yeah, okay, well, we didn't quite do that, but I did have the hand on the face thing and turning yes. around and stuff like that, yeah. masking the situation until they felt comfortable. And then, of course, they did and everything was fine. A little bit like um, a stage Fight. You, it's all about the yep. angles, so you could mm. cheat it so that they were facing upstage and Absolutely. you couldn't actually see it. But have you had any weird experiences? I No, not especially. Um, it's always a bit funny to start with. I remember on uh, Graham Norton, there was a, a <laughs> <laughs> there was a Paul Rudd and um, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Helen Mirren, and she was he was describing about kissing his co-star I can't even remember who it was yeah. and she's there going well, well show me what do you mean what do you mean <laughs> and of course Paul just went for it Great. and it was yeah it was just hilarious it does sound like she was setting him up for that to the point where they might have even had a conversation about it backstage uh, did she keep her clothes on she did oh, quite rare for Helen Mirren and um, so the other thing that we jotted down that we thought we could talk about is mental health and performing yeah. now what, what this up for you this week? I don't know. I just know that the majority of uh, performers and creatives, I think when you're the kind of person that wears your emotions on your outside, basically, yeah. I think, um, you know, we have to be really conscious that we're very in tune with our emotions and more so than the average person, I think. Yeah. And therefore more susceptible to ups and downs and things like that. So with the students, so we've got you know, our Jam Academy students just graduating, um, you know, their final uh, evening is tonight. And I did a sort of a last little session with them about mental health um, and a, like a checklist, I suppose. Yeah, you know, good. As to whether it's physical, it could be emotional, it could be mental. Like there's so many different, it could just be that you haven't had enough sleep. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But just a little checklist of, of how they can, I suppose, isolate 
what they're feeling if they're not feeling quite right, you know? Yeah. It's um, quite important to know what that is and be able to compartmentalise it so it doesn't accidentally drift into performance. Because some yeah. people will say, channel how you feel. And I think there's a place for that. But actually, mm. it's also quite important to be able to separate real life Oh, of course. Acting because of course. as much as, you know, as much as people admire and talk about the method, mm. actually it's quite dangerous and it's caused people great problems. I See agree. Heath Ledger. You yes. know, if you lock yourself in a hotel room for several months, it's mm. going to cause you some untold psychological damage. No, so I've... not a fan of method. It's playing I, pretend. It's I am with play you. for a reason. Yeah, I am with you 100%. And it's also, it, it is interesting, it's important to say, of course, that actors don't feel things more intensely. There's not a broader spectrum of emotions. It's just that uh, there's a slight, um, camera, there's a sort of parrot on your shoulder that is taught to be reflective mm-hmm. of it, so you can work out how you mm. feel. So yeah, it's, it's sort of almost part of the training that you're acutely aware of. Yeah, no, exactly. But also, I think as a performer, when you're there, you're always vulnerable. It's, it's a yeah. different kind of vulnerability than if you're an accountant or, you know, selling yeah. something insane. It's you, you are a bit more emotionally yeah. naked, aren't no, you? No, exactly. And I think, you know, there's always that sense of self-doubt and you know all those isn't that just yeah all and, the time and, and i just think we just be damaging oh completely yeah but that's why you know we're very big on building up the person from the inside and making sure that they don't take things personally and yeah. you know and just it's so important that they know who they are it's quite a 70s 80s thing but some drama schools do still like to talk about breaking you down and building yeah, you back up and i just no, think that's wrong yeah that's not what it's nah. about you're embellishing mm. the kernel that is already there not the kernel but the ker- the nut uh, yeah. at the heart and you're em- upskilling it that person that that talent that raw talent to completely eradicate it and raise mm. it to the ground is wrong no, absolutely agree. Um, and the, the auditions thing is so odd because you, you live such a high. I was saying this last night, weirdly enough, that you actually, the fantasy, the dream that you live out mm. for every show, it's a little bit like um, uh, if you're looking at buying a house, some people might enjoy, you know, rifling through right move and just dreaming of where mm. they could go. You live that dream for the two weeks of preparing for the audition and then, you know, the halo afterwards as you're still thinking that you get that call. And then that slowly slides away <laughs> As time goes and by. makes the, the low even lower. Yeah. And I know that there are quite a lot of performers who do struggle with um, being bipolar and that the auditions exacerbate that. Mm-hmm. They make those spikes higher and equally yeah. conversely lower, which is a really hard thing to deal with. So, yeah, tapping into it, being aware of it is really important. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also nothing to be scared of or you know, or ashamed of. Or I think the more we talk about it, which is obvious yeah. anyway, the better it is. But for performers specifically, it's yeah. just part and parcel of who we are and we just have to map that out in our days, I think, and in our weeks. I know for me, there's usually about two or three days a month that I'm best not to be with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, genuinely. And you're aware of it. You and can, I am aware of it. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, out. like last time I said to my business partner, Mark, I said, I have to go away for a couple of days. So, yeah. like, Sorry. Was that Cheltenham? Was that when you went to Cheltenham? Oh, no, that was... Days? No. That was another time. <laughs> that was time. another time. <laughs> no, this... I, I didn't go anywhere. Like, I, I just... But I just didn't go to work because yeah. I just knew I wasn't right. And I don't... I want to be the best version of myself. I don't yeah. want to be, you know ratty and horrible and all those sort of things so Great. I thought it was safety for the, yeah. for the world <laughs> well I'm thrilled that you're here today and let's take that brazy sassy Woo! confidence uh, into <laughs> rifling around lifting the curtain Woo! well there's so much happening Roddy yeah. so much happening everywhere Absolutely. first of all I wanted to talk I mean I know that we talk about the local news, the sort of national news, sometimes even, you know, across the pond. Um, but 
the number of show suspensions that we've had uh, is quite huge. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd start with that, really. Okay. So major shows um, have had to be sort of put on hold because yeah. of COVID. So people in the cast or in the crew have tested positive, and so they're, they're having to close the down. Hairspray's gone for a week. So Hairspray, uh, Prince of Egypt is another one. Is it? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, Regent's Park. Doing Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's outside. Okay, sure. No, but it is, it's not It's too bad because it's back on the 24th of July. But, okay, good. But yeah, I just think it's really quite fascinating. But yeah. You can have 60,000 people jeering at a football match, but you can't put a few people please, in the theatre to watch an outdoor show. I am just... I, ra- I just don't get the logic, Roddy. Yeah, there is none. You're going to hear me sound really Australian in the because <laughs> She's I'm getting angry. so She's either fuming. angry or drunk. Yeah. <laughs> fuming with that. But, um, yeah. but obviously, uh, we're now, Boris has announced that um, finally theatres can open to capacity from the 19th. Is that the 19th? Great. Yeah. And... Uh, but theatres are still being sensible because they've stated they're still going to ask for masks. Yeah. They're still going to be doing one-way systems around, you know, the theatre and yeah. everything. So they're, they're being really cautious and sensible. And then we compare it with the football. And yeah. With your recommendation, I went to see Be More Chill the other day and they were operating a very functional one-way nice. system at the Shaftesbury Theatre. Yeah, Good. it was great fun. I really loved it. It was a hot tip. Good. It was. It's absolutely bonkers, but it's so yeah. upbeat and colourful and the Isn't design it? is so fresh and modern and digital. I mean, yeah. and it sounds a really weird description of it, but um, it's so it's neon. It's yeah. bright colours, it's neon. And they were brilliant. The performers are so great. Yeah. Um, and I realised afterwards that uh, the son of a woman I've been in a show with and her husband, who is the head of acting at my old theatre school, mm. um, he was one of the leads. And I was like, oh, oh is that wow. Stuart? He was almost unrecognisable and um, playing this very sort of suave, the, the angel character, the sure, sort of yeah. the, the chip. Um, and it felt strangely contemporary because the idea, as you mentioned the show before, was it an, yeah. an out of the vault? Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we mentioned then that it's about someone who takes a pill in order to be more chill. And it's the, you know, I said then it's the sort of Mother Goose story of yeah. realising that actually be careful what you want. It's not all about outward appearance. Yeah. But there's a lovely bit where taking the pill then gives him this sort of micro nano computer inside him and I was like this is speaking very much to those stupid conspiracy theorists who are like it's all Bill Gates it's all 5G you know sure Bill Gates now controls Marjorie 89 from Coventry just sort of steering her around but it's really lovely this notion it felt because it's obviously written a few years ago now it's about four or five years old isn't it but it made me smile that it felt strangely now it felt really current Without yeah. being on the nose. It sure. was just a, a glancing yeah. observation. But it is very fresh, isn't it? Like, yeah. in, like even just the style. Yeah. Musically as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's quite citrusy, isn't it? Nice yeah. and zingy. Now, what's happening locally? What is happening locally? <laughs> New jingle. As uh, she no. rustles through her paperwork. And <laughs> well, I'll tell you a few things nationally whilst you look for those. And um, Stratford East, Shining City, uh, is on. Um, it's on from the 17th of September to the 23rd of October. That's booking now, uh, which is exciting. Um, it's set in Dublin. And John, recently bereaved, believes himself to be haunted by the ghost of his dead wife. And mm. um, that's got a killer cast. Brendan Coyle. Mm-hmm. You might know from Downton Abbey. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, it looks like it might be a four-hander or certainly it's got four top-billed people. But that's um, Stratford East coming back. Clippies at the Young Vic, uh, written by Jessica Shan, directed by Diane Zora. Um, that looks exciting. That's um, coming to the Young Vic the 4th of August to the 13th of August. That's just announced this week. And AI following that at the Young Vic um, is a show in a unique collaboration between human and computer minds. So it's directed by a fellow of the Young Vic, Jennifer Tang, um, and in 
association with GPT-3 open AI technology. That's pretty serious. It's an actual, you know, there's some heavyweight computers behind that. And there's quite a few theatres have tried that, how you interface between video games and cinema and try and make that work on stage. The RSC's right. tried it. Um, we looked earlier this year at the way they were using Puck as a sort of um, 3D generated character using motion capture technology. So that's going to be very interesting, um, using AI and deep learning to generate human life dialogue. <laughs> and then the National Theatre's got Paradise. They've just announced that that's booking now. Uh, Kay Tempest, an astonishing writer, recording artist and performer, bringing an epic new take on a Greek legend. So Fantastic. that's Paradise in August through September at the National Theatre. So that's my national bits. That's amazing. I've just got loads of bits all over the place. Great. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Now that I'm back to <laughs> now you've the found locals. Exactly. Um, there's quite a few things. We've mentioned some of these before, but I think it's important to support the local um, theatres. So Watermill in Newbury, um, has As You Like It until the 24th of July, so not much longer on that one. Oh, yeah. And then it goes into the Just So Stories, Roger Kipling. So that's a watermelon at Newbury. Please uh, go and have a look. I can't believe it's already July. When did that happen? It's just <laughs> flying by. The Kenton Theatre in Henley has Wind in the Willows on the 29th to the 31st of July. Then they go to The Lion Inside on the 8th of August and The Three Musketeers on the 24th of July. So um, another great... Um, eclectic mix of shows for families to go and see. Yeah, nice programming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one, uh, Norden Farm um, in Maidenhead has a very interesting interactive family experience called This Noisy Isle from uh, the 28th of July to the 31st. And it's performed outdoor, outdoors. Um, but it's very, it's inspired by Shakespeare's Tempest. Um, and it's originally developed with school children um, to collect their thoughts and experiences about the refugee crisis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interactive production. Families are guided through the adventure by the characters from The Tempest, including Ariel, a magical sprite who arrived in a strange, unknown world, in a puff of smoke, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway. I lots, love Ariel. Lots of things. Great, great character. And that's uh, put on by Spun Glass Theatre. So um, that's at Norden Farm and their website is norden.farm. Have a look at that. Uh, the Hexagon in Reading mm. has got loads of comedy acts. So really nice great. ones coming. We all need a laugh. Oh, golly, don't we? Uh, Frank Skinner, Russell Howard, John Bishop. Um, also loads of uh, tribute bands. If you oh. just want to have a good, like, reminisce and a good sing out and a yeah, yeah just another feel good number you yeah know? I mean I've been doing karaoke at home been in it for years but certainly during the last year it's been quite a sort of useful cling on to survival and sanity is having a good sing in the evening so it, why not go and join some other people in the theatre and is sing that, along with a tribute is band is that why you've had to move house <laughs> um, the millet sonning uh, still just I'm going to flag this up because it was a good production uh, relatively speaking Alan Akebourne um, is the millet sonning until the 30th of July and you get a meal and everything like that it's part of that, which is a really, really cool oh, wow. thing to do. Yeah, that's very nice. But there's other stuff. There is. There's loads. Should we take a breather and listen to some music, and then come back with more lifting the curtain? Let's do Let's it. Let's lower the curtain for a few seconds. Woo! I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember, never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter. But I come back to the water No matter how hard I try Every turn I take Every trail I track Every path I make Every road leads back To the place I know Where I cannot go Where I long to be See the light where the sky needs to see It calls me And no one knows How far 
telling how far I'll go I know everybody on this island seems so happy on this island Everything is by design I know everybody on this island has a role on this island So maybe I can roll with mine I can lead with pride, I can make us strong I'll be satisfied if I play along But the voice inside sings a different song What is wrong with me? such a great film just keep watching it well this is River Radio you can listen on our website river.radio on our mobile app for Apple and Android you can even tell Alexa play River Radio live we're on uh, Spotify and Apple as a podcast we're coming soon to DAB and you can always send us an email either to Joe or Roddy or studio at river.radio now we're in the middle of lifting the curtain and you've got loads more I have bustling loads this is really exciting especially for families Disney is opening a free pop-up theatre store space ish in Covent Garden behind the scenes with and you get behind the scenes with masks props puppets and everything to do with major Disney musicals. Oh, wow. So Covent Garden, usually there's a Disney shop there, but yeah, they're putting yeah. a little theatre-y kind of walk-through experience nice. of backstage stuff. So you'll see, um, you know, props and mupp- Muppets. Muppets, probably. Muppets. Puppets. Um, and masks and stuff from Frozen. These are the musicals that are representing Frozen, Lion King, Mary Poppins, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Fab. So not just the shop, but all these special things to do with musicals. So if you're in Covent Garden with your with your kids, it's a really great place to go and have a look. Yeah, that sounds fun. I want to go do you have to be a child well i'm sure we can i'd probably meet the height requirements <laughs> okay the beard might have to go <laughs> um another couple of things uh globe theater as you like it um for starting oh that's until it's already started started last week and is on until the 29th of august and then uh the tempest is also on at the globe after that um oh at the same time actually so just double check the um the, the listings on that one there's a play called The Dresser. Now, have you heard of this one, yeah. Roddy? Yeah. Julian Clary and Matthew Kelly. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Why are they doing it? They are doing it. Um, it's opens in Bath yeah. and then it tours nice. and does uh, various venues. Inspired by the playwright's memories of um, working as a dresser by Donald Walford. Yeah. Um, Great play. Great yeah. play. So I'm really excited about that. I mean, I think from what I've seen, they look like a really good pairing. 
Yeah. Have you seen the film version? No. There's a, they did one a few years ago with Ian McKellen and Albert, um, Anthony Hopkins, sorry. Okay. Uh, nice. Which was quite good, but it, nothing really quite touches the 83 original, which was at, that's Albert Finney and Tom Courtney. It's just oh. gorgeous. Well worth watching if you can't get a chance to go yeah. and see that touring show. Fantastic. But yeah, that's, that's a bit of fun. And there was one more bit of interesting. There are post-it notes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite like that. I am organised. Um, but this is what, this is really fun mario a super musical wow yep so mario kart yeah right three graduates of mount view theater school have created this musical right uh it's got the iconic characters unique storyline brand new musical score that's really quite electric apparently and this is on the 9th and 10th of august at camden fringe okay so i thought yeah, interesting, different, you know. Are you going? I will see if I can go. <laughs> Camden's very edgy, a lot of edges I, in Camden. Listen, I love Camden, but Mario isn't sort of subject matter I would normally go for. I reckon your son might like it. Yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, true. Yeah. I've got a couple of friends who are big on video games being a great thing to try and get into theatre because it's a massive community. I mean, I remember loving gaming when I was a mm. kid, and but there's something about the internet that's connected that community globally mm. of gamers, and, it, and there's a lot more ownership and pride in being, yeah, I game. Um, and I think if there's a way to try and get that on stage, it could be incredibly successful. So that might be, we might be talking about that in a couple of years when it's transferred to the West End. That'd that be exciting. is very, very true. And do we have an hour pick? I've got an hour pick, and that's coming in just a second. Sure. Um, and we've also, of course, got that interview with Tam Dowsett, my friend later on. I know. Star of Les Mis. Um, but before that, I've got one digital spot okay. as well, which what is Extinct, uh, is coming, um, which I I spotted this a couple of weeks ago. It popped up on my um, uh, emails. It's another Stratford East, uh, and they are streaming it across the UK all this week. So it's it starts uh, on the 13th, started on Tuesday, and it's running through through to the 18th of July uh, and it's if you if you can't make it to Stratford East um, then they're going to bring it to you it's April de Angelis's five star um, quote urgent gripping and wonderfully crafted unquote um, and it's at a time when the UK has received extreme weather warnings and the ocean in Mexico is on fire it tackles the climate crisis head on oh yeah right now it's time for our pick huh, brace yourself <laughs> Right, so... What have you got, Ronnie? I went to see a show last night. Did you? I booked it in October 2019 <laughs> and had forgotten I'd got a ticket wow. until thankfully the theatre emailed me because they moved it wholesale forwards uh, sure. 12 months. Um, and then after COVID delays, they ended up, it turns out, it was preview one of a rather special show that occupies a very special place in my heart. Aww. See whether or not you can work out what this is. <laughs> such a big tune yeah. um, so last night I saw the first preview of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat in the West End at the London Palladium and um, all very efficient drinks brought to your seat nice. everything classic you know QR codes mm. getting scanned barcodes left right and centre and it was interesting watching the cast knowing that it was the first night mm. you know being a being a nerd and being like oh I can spot the you know they did brilliantly sure uh, but it was interesting just being able to sort of go oh I think I can see that person's okay you're testing that out that went well um, I had a lovely time I giggled as you can well imagine a yeah. couple of times on my own in a very large theatre and the women in front of me I think thought they'd got a crazy behind them well your laugh is quite distinctive yeah well, and it's I'm, very you know it's great 
Well, yeah, hearing I did, it it's from reassuring, audience. I think. Yeah, I've been yeah. in trouble before now with a couple of friends who were like, no, well, you didn't like it. I was like, yeah, I did. And they were like, well, you didn't laugh. I was like, oh, God, I've got to, I've got to laugh really loudly um, <laughs> to try and egg them on. But actually, it was really good fun. Um, it's very slick. The set design is brilliant. The kids are gorgeous in it. Um, and it's all just really going to grow. Like it, it, the, the cast, the ensemble were really supportive of their leads. And, the and leads who played you, Joseph? Uh, Joseph Jack Yarrow, okay. um, who abs- I'm not a massive fan of close every door no. to me but he did some unusual vocal things with nice. it and I was like okay this has zinged it up a bit yeah, yeah great fun and um, the reason I've made it our pick is that in a, a few performances and mm-hmm. um, there is someone very special stepping in to uh-huh. cover Alexandra Burke now Alexandra Beck was brilliant. She really made me laugh several times. She plays more parts than you might be used to from the original because okay. this um, production originated with Sheridan Smith a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, the narrator gets a bit carried away and plays a few of the um, guest stars in the show, so I shan't spoil which. Alexandra Beck absolutely nailed it, but there is a very um, exciting uh, cover coming in a few weeks on, a, on odd performances, sort of Sunday matinees and what mm-hmm. have you. Lindsay Hately, <gasps> who originated absolutely. the narrator 20... 20- 30 Tommy, years ago. Uh, um, ago. Uh, she was one of the she's youngest amazing. ever women. I think she was the youngest person ever to be nominated for an Olivier for it. Wow. Um, and she's got she's the one on the soundtrack. So yes. in the car as a child with the cassette tape, it's Lindsay Hate. I see her it. face instantly. It's just so <laughs> right, and I'm so excited to hear her voice, mainly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's I don't normally have that relationship with theatre that it's Ooh. a specific sound I want. Other than possibly Roger Allen in Les Mis in the original. You'd be a bit starstruck if you saw that. I her, think you? I am gonna be. Yeah. I think it's gonna be quite sort of nostalgic as yeah. well sort of um, hark back to hark back to my youth so uh, that's joseph at the london palladium it is and it's on it's extended by 11 performances so it's on for loads of the summer you Fab. can definitely get tickets it's yeah. booking now and i would recommend it enormous fun right should we dive back in to name that show yes please <laughs> oh, you're allowed to hum on, are you? Uh, uh, I didn't say any words. <laughs> Editor's prerogative. Um, I do really like that. That's iconic. That um, that. What do you call those chords? Bam, 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 bam. What's that called? Descending. Well, that's a descending chromatic minor chords. Basically. There we go. That's, yeah. <laughs> I knew that you're looking at me like there's nothing technical there, and then descending minor chromatic chords. Great. Uh, let's listen to it again because it is great fun, right? Sure. And um, organ, air, piano at the ready. I really want to see yeah, bef- the Before anybody coming. does sort of like write in, they're not all minor chromatics. Like they go from minor to major in there as well. I just could see somebody <laughs> re- emailing in going, Joe, you don't know your chords. I do know my chords. I'm pretty confident no one's going to email you in <laughs> with that information <laughs> since I have no idea what we're talking about and really hope it doesn't appear in the quiz next week. Speaking of the quiz... <laughs> Beautiful. Now, listen, Roddy, I thought that because the name of that show is quite easy this week, and right. I'm really going to be surprised if people don't know what that was, I would make the quiz a teeny bit harder because I've been a bit generous, I feel. Great. Give with one hand, take away with the other. Yeah, yeah. well, hey, you know. <laughs> um, so, are you ready? Braced. Question number one. I don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. What song or musical is that lyric from? Oh, say it again. 
I don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. Okay. I sort of said that in the rhythm that time. Uh, did you? Yeah. If you sang it, would I know it? I think so. Because I don't recognise it. Okay. Mm, don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. Okay. No? If anyone knows, help me out. <laughs> okay, question two. Which of these theatres was the first to be lit entirely by electricity? Oh. Okay. The Adolphi, the Savoy, Duke of York or the Vaudeville? So which entirely. Okay. Right, so which of these theatres was the first to be lit entirely by electricity? Was it the Adolphi, the Savoy, Duke of York or Vaudeville theatres? Okay, I've got a theory. Okay. Question three, what does black box mean? Right, yeah. Yeah? Four, name three musicals written by Rogers and Hammerstone. No. Any three. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I can think of one. Okay, come on. I reckon there's oh, more. Really? There's some really obvious ones. And I'm ones. not even confident the one I'm thinking of is actually Rogers and Hammerstein. Uh, you, you, you look incredulous, but I'm afraid <laughs> I don't know these things. I've written down a whole list of all the possibilities. There's so many. Right. I'll just say just, musicals just, and yeah, just, you, can yeah. Tell me, you can laugh at me. Yeah. Okay. And question five. What musical by Stephen Sondheim tells the story of famous historical figures connected with presidents of the USA? <sighs> don't know. It's probably very long though, isn't it? Um, possibly, but... His shows go on and, and on, on and, and on. on, yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'll just recap quickly. Okay. I don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. That's the first one. Mm. What is that from? Yeah. Uh, which of these theatres was the first to be entirely lit by electricity? Adelphi, Savoy, Duke of York, Vaudeville. Yeah. What does Black Box mean? Mm-hmm. Name three musicals written by Rogers and Hammerstone. Any three. And what musical by Stephen Sondheim tells the story of famous historical figures connected with USA presidents? Right, well, I'm going to need all the luck and all your help with this. So, Roddy at River.Radio, help me out, because I reckon at the minute I'm on about one and a third. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's listen to this and then come back and you can put me out of my misery, preferably with a loud gunshot.
Janet Dykehall from the musical Wonderland. The song is Once More I Can See. I've never heard that. Really nice. Almost sounds Disney-like. Very, very much so. You're right. But anyway, you are here listening to River Radio. Uh, You can listen to us online, river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa. Listen again on our website. Just go there and have a look at all of our shows. Rifle through, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're on podcast on Apple, Spotify as well. Coming soon to DAB. But any of the programs on this wonderful radio station, you can go back and listen to, whether it's about books, whether it's about wine, whether it's about politics, whether it's about sport, What's happening on the weekend, honestly, and so many amazing music programmes as well. Stay here with River Radio, and now time to expose my ignorance. Right, well, I still reckon I'm hazing around a 1.3 score you? for this week. And time's up, so put me out of my misery. Oh, okay, so, I don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. Mm, I've heard someone sing that, but I think possibly as a sort of audition song. Yeah, um, it's called Falling Slowly, and it's from the musical Once. Okay, I never saw Once. Okay, nice. Question two. Which of these theatres was the first to be lit entirely by electricity? Yeah, I'm going to go Savoy. You are correct. Yes, I had an inkling. Very good. A lot of money in the Savoy, of course, because they've got a lot of residents that pay a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. What does black box mean, Roddy? Um, it's a studio theatre that doesn't normally have a proscenium arch and is painted black. So quite a lot, quite often schools have a black box studio because it's very easy to paint the classroom black and put a couple of lights up. Yeah. So in some in some circumstances, everything from floor to ceiling yeah. to the four walls, uh, allowing very flexible staging. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Very neutral. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, name three musicals. This is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the three. problem. I'd say it's a problem. <laughs> the- <laughs> Pretty much consistent problems throughout. <laughs> three. Musical is written by Rogers and Hammerstein. Come on. Right. Is Oklahoma by Rogers and Hammerstein? Yes, it is. Great. One. Carousel? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That was, this is me flying by the seat of my okay, pants here. Okay, go on. Um, no, don't know. Is my fair, uh, is um, not my fair lady, is, um, what's that, Sound of Music? Is that one? Yes. Oh, yes. You've done it. Wow. You've okay. done three. I was not confident in that. But you could have said loads. South Pacific, King and I. That he, they even did a Cinderella, um, Oklahoma Carousel, Flower Drum Song, Sound of Music, Allegro, State Fair, uh, Grand Night for Singing, Pipe Dream, Me and Juliet. Okay. okay. I didn't know so all any of those. Me and Juliet? Yeah, I know. Is that why Anne Juliet's called Anne Juliet? Maybe. Oh, a little nod to the uh-huh. past. Okay, great. Well, I got a point there. Okay, so you're doing really, really well. You've actually got three out of four so far. This is surprising. Okay. This I is know. an upturn, yeah. And the fifth question was, what musical by Stephen Sondheim tells the story of famous historical figures connected with the presidents of America? Should I know this? Is this? Uh, am I going to kick myself? I don't think I've I don't heard know. No, you it's might not Abraham have. Lincoln, is it? That's a Spielberg film. No. Pass. Assassins. Oh, yes. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Never seen it. I've heard of it. And yeah. that is logical based on Lincoln. Ah, okay. <laughs> so there you go. But that's not bad. Three out of five. Yeah. I'll and, take that. You know, my, my main aim is to educate. Yeah. Give you a bit more information. And I thought I was going to get one and a half. So, yeah, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Bring it over. Come on. Right, now, let's take that confidence into the vault. All right. Let's Hack go. our way in. Now, we've got the pin sorted now. Uh, right. Okay, um, you can get your coffee, fantastic. I've even got my decaf latte, thanks very much. You're welcome. Rifling through here. Now, what's it stopping on? G. G? 
Yeah. Can you pass that file? Yep. There you go. Fantastic. There we go. A bit right. more radio acting. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, G is for the musical Get Up, Stand Up. Ah. Do you know... No, I know that's about that. Bottom, bottom. Get Marley. up, stand up, Bob Marley. Yeah, and this is the Bob Marley musical. Ah, so yeah, absolutely. So the show was originally due to open in June, but obviously it was postponed, and it's going to be opening on the first of October. Oh, it's brand new. Yeah, brand new. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, so what's really great is it's from obviously the hills of rural Jamaica, um, and he was armed only with his overwhelming talent and righteous beliefs, and he applied himself with resolute determination to achieve international acclaim for his prophetic musical message mm. of a gospel of love and unity. That was his aim. Um, unlimited access to – they've had unlimited access to Marley's platinum-selling catalogue, which is amazing. Oh, great. The multi-award-winning team of Lee Hall, who wrote it, Clint Dyer, the director, and Arenza Ikene playing Bob Marley. Uh, they capture the rebellious spirit and story of this universal icon. And, you know, it's a, a euphoric company of performers fused with the finest reggae musicians, which I'm really excited about, to bring this triumphant tale of passion, political unrest and progress from Trench Town to the West End. And Lee Hall's absolutely the man for the job. I mean, Billy Elliot was his rocket man, the Elton John biopic, so he obviously knows, knows his onions. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think what's really great is that this guy was, um, yeah, he was quite... Obviously an activist, but in the most loving way possible and through his music and through everything yeah. else. But I think we need a little bit more of that, yeah. a little bit more of that edge, a little bit more of that. Come on, guys. It's funny how people romanticise about old heroes who really had a point to make and then flinch if it's done by younger people and modern modern musicians. They uh-huh. can't handle that. It's like, well, hang on, the people you look up to, your yeah. your Bowies, your Freddies, they, they, they were did the doing same that. Thing. Yeah, why, yeah, why can't you acknowledge that when it's happening with a younger yeah. person? So, yeah, nice to look back at Bob. His Yeah, his uh, daughter, uh, Sadella, said, um, our father's music has for so long been an inspiration to so many people. We are proud that audiences will be able to sit in his company for a little while. Oh. Aww. And we hope and feel better about themselves and the world. Right, I'm going. The wonderful team bringing the story to the stage will create a special evening in honour of our father. So that's Aww, beautiful. That's really yeah. lovely. And Bob Marley himself said, uh, one good thing about music is when it hits, you feel no pain. No, gorgeous. So, of course, he's, you know, been written Exodus, No Woman, No Cry, Wedding yeah. in Vain, Three Little Birds, classic. I Shot the Sheriff, Could You Be Love, Redemption Song, so much more. And the world premiere is in this country great. at the Lyric Theatre on the 1st of October. So I really think it would be a great thing to embrace Yeah, as much is that as possible. Lyric West End? Yes. Great. I'm excited to go and see that. Yeah, October. and so that's Get Up, Stand Up, the Bob Marley musical. Um, get your tickets now. Yeah, but let's have a little listen. What are you going to give us? I think we'd go with the classic One Love. Let's get together and feel 
with one love don't forget his musical get up stand up uh, about his life um, coming to the west end still to come on stage door find out if you've correctly managed to name that show from our little clips but now to our spotlight interview So we're very fortunate on stage door now to have Tam Dowsett in the house. <laughs> and by in the house, I mean in a pub. Uh, <laughs> what drink did you go for? Diet Coke. That's boring, isn't it? I think given it's three o'clock in the afternoon, you've got a show to do tonight. I reckon that's very professional. Yeah, now, when this all kicked off, were you in the middle of doing Bad Out of Hell? Yes, I was. I was rehearsing the international tour. It was going to America and Australia, but then unfortunately COVID arrived on the scene. And then I went and worked in a mental health hospital for a year. Oh, wow. I've actually just finished Wonderful Town. It was only on for four performances. But it was, um, yeah, it was a mini little show. So that'll explain why I couldn't find it. It's gone. I just think with everything happening at the moment, regardless of whether I'm part of it or not, it's just so great to have theatre that coming back. Because I think, you know, after a year of uncertainty, it's just nice to know that things could happen and that they are happening, you know, like Wonderful Town, which was wonderful. So tell us about that. So you were in 1930s New York and this was at Opera Holland Park. Now, have you just been in an opera? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Opera Holland Park asked Quick Fantastic, which is an incredible company that has been brought about by Alex Parker, who is the most amazing producer, musical director, visionary. So it is, you know, it is an association with Opera Holland Park, which is so lovely because it's such an incredible space. So it was so lovely to be there singing a musical. Yeah. I've never been. Is it outside? Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. People talk about it like it's Regent's Park's sister oh, it's wow. beautiful if you've not been i've never gone the the stage is huge it was like performing an arena spectacular oh, wow. yeah it was gorgeous with a lovely uh, open air canopy the acoustics are incredible obviously because it's opera but uh, it was an amazing place oh great and, and and one little story actually it was quite nice it's funny that you met, mentioned that out of hell because alex lodge who was in the show of wonderful town and i were rehearsing Bat out of hell and then we both were in wonderful town just randomly together so it was really nice oh lovely a little reunion actually get to go on stage together yeah that was really really lovely what's it about what's the show about because i know it's got music by bernstein what's so fantastic we actually got some really lovely reviews we've got five stars on the stage hello yeah i know which was really really lovely because i think it was a really good move to pick one for town because it's mad it's bonkers it's about two sisters who moved from ohio and they moved to new york 
basically one of them wants to be an actor and one of them wants to be a writer and it's about their adventures and it's based on true events oh, lovely. you know it was originally penned as my sister Eileen so it was written back in the day by Ruth like the real life Ruth it's almost like fast but it's not fast it's just so quick <laughs> you kind of buckle in but you also kind of let go of any worries of the day and just enjoy the show the, one of the biggest compliments I think that I got an audience member had had such a stressful day like had a really had a really bad day and they got really upset and then they came to see the show and they completely forgot about everything and just felt transported by it it was that kind of real Broadway fantasy joyful experience and it was such an amazing thing to be part of after such a year for me gave me evidence about how vital theatre is not just film but theatre to escape and to to something about that band oh my goodness we had the sixth probe and Alex got such an array of incredible musicians playing that score as you said like it was like West Side Story but like West Side Story 2 and just hearing that live was just amazing and such a, an essential element of the show you know these big numbers big yeah. numbers and the brass and like and the choreographer Carrie Ann who is currently the resident choreographer of Hamilton oh wow and she was yeah she was also the choreographer of Six so I was a bit of a fangirl when I met her I was like oh my goodness me and we had some incredible performances in the show most of them drawn from West End shows at the moment because they're, they're not going, they've just gone back to Hamilton and Matilda, Mary Poppins, everywhere really. And not to mention like uh, Louise Dearman, who was playing part of Ruth, like only woman to have ever played Elphaba and Glinda playing the part of Ruth. So mm-hmm. it was such an amazing cast and a really lovely way to kind of come back after COVID. Great music and great band. Yeah. And then, as you say, like even just that one account of somebody being uplifted by it and being able to forget the worries of their day and throw themselves into it. Like you say, that's what it's for. It's what art's for, what theatre's for. Who did you play? Oh, my gosh. So I played um, Mrs. Wade. And Mrs. Wade is very concerned about her daughter, Helen, who has moved down um, from the East Coast to New York City. She's just, you know, she meets the wreck for the first time and is kind of like horrified because he's walking around without a, uh, without a top on in the script. And she's like, oh my goodness me. And, it, and it's yeah. just crazy. This big plot happens where they basically dress him up and pretend he's an art collector. So she's really impressed by him and then ends up wanting her to marry him. And it's just like... Bonkers. So if you could follow that. Yeah, yeah, try and cling on. I saw that it's got, an, as build, an irresistible score, screwball comedy and dazzling choreography. Which were you packing? <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I was the scenery. I propped everybody else. Now... We met doing Alice Underground, which is an immersive show, and I saw you then went on to do War of the Worlds. What was oh, that? Oh, my goodness me. So that was War of the Worlds, the immersive experience. So it was Jeff Wayne's music. The sets were incredible. Like, I played the part of Peggy, who was basically, she was like the, the <laughs> servant. But um, it was amazing. The audience came through into my scene, into this incredible Victorian room, which was just decked out like it was literally being transported back in time and then it became very very scary the machines came my character unfortunately passed away spoilers 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 uh because war of the world is still still going um on in okay great so people can book for that yeah it's uh in bank okay yeah and it's a really cool venue actually it's like and there's a really cool bar so go and see that that. now give me the lowdown the whistle stop tour of how you got into acting oh my goodness me how have you landed up in this crazy world oh my gosh so when I was a kid, my 
father started up a company called Theatre Train, which still exists. It's professional training for young people who want to be in performing arts, very similar to other um, organisations such as Stagecoach or Pauline Quirk, which I absolutely respect massively. I think anything that gives children confidence or introduces them to performing arts, I would champion. I was fortunate enough to attend some of the classes that my dad, my dad used to teach at drama schools in London. He asked me to come and be in, um, he used to teach at Rose Bruford, the acting course and be in some of the third year shows as a child. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So it was me, like 10 year old me being in like a Brecht play. I was in Mother Courage, I think. And I just remember the feeling of, oh my gosh, this is, this is brilliant. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I went to arts of training when I was 16 I did two years of music theatre then I got rejected from I all I wanted for my life was to go to like a top drama school like RADA or Bristol I bet to set me up because I almost saw it like a passport into doing what I wanted and my opinions changed a bit now I actually don't think it matters so much I think it matters that you enjoy what you're doing and you feel fulfilled and I just think when I was 18 I was a bit like I can only go to RADA and um and I spent seven years on different waiting lists. So I was on the waiting list for Bristovic, waiting list for Rada, got quite far with like Drama Centre, Royal Scottish, but I was the person who never got in. And it taught me a lot about resilience, about rejection, about um, I can't control what happens with acting, you know. And, and for me, it's actually about the doing of it as opposed to the success of being an actor of course you know it'd be lovely to be a successful actor but I really enjoyed the process of creating and then I got the call being like you're on the waiting list we've got two weeks do you want to come to the Royal Academy of Music and I was like yes I do Brilliant. but also the National Youth Theatre was very very kind to me I was very lucky enough to get an agent from there they really championed me and made me feel good about myself yeah they've championed a lot of people who haven't been to the sort of traditional drama school route which is great yeah and then you've ended up in Les Mis you've been there several times I have I that's have. such a great you know? show I've always wanted to do that how was it and what got you back oh in oh my gosh you'd be amazing Roddy I can so see you in that show <laughs> it was the show I wanted to do and I was very very lucky to achieve that that's the industry for you one minute you can have like oh my gosh my may ever can I get an audition again and then you can get the job of your dreams twice <laughs> thank you very much Tam for talking to us on stage door today thank you I've had a lovely time thank you for having me uh, right well, it's time to polish off name that show see whether we can cut this one into the long grass here it is And it goes up again (laughs) (laughs) several times. Do you want to sing that note for me? Yes, no problem. Um, I'll just do it very quietly in the studio. Oh, my giddy aunt. Right, only dogs can hear you. Three windows have just gone. can sing that note live it's actually clip tracked as a safety reserve for some of them well that's not the highest note is it so i know i'm away because i was about to sing it but um (laughs) go on then give us give us a master class i've just had a very milky coffee so it doesn't really help (laughs) the situation we'll talk about vocal health next week there we go just clearing our throat uh go on what is it it is the phantom of the opera It's such a classic musical theatre piece. It's just so important. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. What a Lloyd Webbery week we've had. 
Yes, that's very, very true. Very, very true. Right. And uh, speaking of him, the album for Cinderella, his new musical is out. Is it? Yes. All right, so you can go listen to some more if you fancy. Although I don't think anything quite tops Joseph for me. Oh. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Don't miss us next week. Join us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio. For more from the stage door. Yeah, fantastic. Have, Have a great, a great week. week, everybody. <laughs> Jinx. Face, draw back and face.